0: So please, you know, find a posture you can sustain for about 30 minutes. And please, you know, everybody mute yourself. You know, allowing the mind to rest on the body just as the body rests on the cushion or on the chair. And bringing the body and the mind together. It's going to be about a 30-minute meditation. And checking, you know, checking your spine, your shoulders, the area around your jaw and your mouth. Just checking how that feels. We don't have to change anything. We don't have to do anything about it. Just noticing if there's any tension there, making it conscious. And then bringing to mind what motivates you to take part in this retreat. To practice in general, what is it, which kind of quality have you noticed, which kind of value have you become aware of so that you feel motivated to do this. And uh, feeling the body just sitting and breathing in and breathing out. And arriving at the retreat, and you're bringing also everyone to mind who makes it possible for you to take this time. And all the teachers who have preserved and passed down the teachings. And all the other human beings who have made this technology possible so we can connect in this way. There are so many beings involved in making this possible. An incredible, vast net of connection opens up if we allow ourselves to think in this way. the body are consisting of the elements, earth element, water element, fire element, wind element, space element. The constant changing process There are no real unchanging entities there. It's a constant changing process of arising and ceasing. And in this retreat, we're going to look into the body, you know, as consisting of many, many parts and the elements and the true nature of the body is also arising and ceasing, coming together and falling apart. We're seeing the emptiness. The body is empty of a self. It doesn't exist from its own side. But it's a coming together and a falling apart. You know, that insight into emptiness or not-self, how it's called in early Buddhism, anatta, that's really the central insight, the central liberating insight in the Buddhist teaching. And it was a totally new way of looking at Existence when the Buddha brought this concept in of emptiness or not self. The body not existing from its own side but being a process which undergoes constant change. And the mind being also a process which undergoes constant change. And there's not so much we can do about the body. There's some things we can do with, you know, eating well and treating the body in the right way with medicines and with exercise. But there's actually much more we can do about the mind over time. We can train the mind and point it in the right direction. We can't control it, but we can train it. And this insight into emptiness, into not-self, is the central liberating insight which opens up the mind. And we're going to try to, you know, look at this in this uh, retreat in different ways and experiencing, in you know, what's called the temporary liberation of the mind, which gives us a taste of the goal of the path, which is a complete letting go of all grasping. And those four protective meditations they help us to coach the mind in the right way so it starts looking at itself and at the body and at experience according to these very expedient ways of investigating. You know, looking at certain features of our experience we usually don't look at. We need It needs to be pointed out to us. It's not coming easy, you know, because our culture doesn't sustain that way of thinking and does not train us in that way. But the teaching of the Buddha has some very great guidelines of how to encourage the mind to think and to look we really need to bring it into our own experience in a meditation reading alone is not enough it has to be experienced individually in order for it to become wisdom because wisdom is understood experience I want to share with you one of the Terigata, the poems of the awakened nuns who have lived at the Buddha's time. And this one is called Tissa Terigata. It's very short. And I have here the original version from the Bali canon in English. And then I have a contemporary poem which is inspired by that original Tissa Terikata. Tissa Terikata. Tissa, that was the name of the Bikuni. Tissa, train in the trainings. Don't let the practice pass you by. Detached from all attachments, live in the world free of defilements. So that's the original poem from the Party Canon. And then here is the poem by Mary Weingast. Tissa. Why stay here in your little dungeon? If you really want to be free, make every thought a sort of freedom. Break your chains, tear down the walls then walk the world, a free woman. Break your chains, tear down the walls, then walk the world, a free woman. You know, those four protective meditations are skillful means to break the chains and tear down the walls in the mind. Because they encourage the mind to look at experience in a different way than usual. And that's why they are called protective meditations. Because they protect us from certain ingrained habits of thinking, which are chains and walls in the mind. And just noticing, you know, how your mind responds when you hear this. Does it feel uplifted? Does it feel scared? Does it shut down? Does it, you know, does it? Feel a sense of awe and opening, just knowing that. Walking the world as a free woman. And if your mind wanders off into thinking about something, you know, grasping something, as soon as you notice it, just, you know, gently come back to the body, sitting and breathing in and breathing out. Wisdom is experience understood, and faith is, you know, really acting on that
1: understanding.
0: You a retreat like this, we can really, you know, use the whole time we have over two days to do this together to really um, familiarize the mind with different ways of looking at experience, so that this understanding will be coming through. These are very, you know, ancient methods to encourage insight. And then that insight, you know, translates in the walls in the mind that come down, the chains fall off through seeing clearly. And that benefits not only us, but also all of those who are coming in contact with us. And for the remainder of the meditation, we can just maybe pay attention to impermanence as it manifests in the body, sensations, feelings, the breath coming in and out and the mind, thoughts arising and ceasing, sounds around us. allowing that impermanence to wash away the clinging. But really seeing clearly it doesn't make any sense to cling at that which is constantly changing. few minutes we're going to end the meditation and reflecting on endings everything which has a beginning also ends and it's important to notice the ending as well not only the beginnings and the meditation on death for example is uh, practice which support noticing endings the cutting edge of meditation on impermanence reflecting on death it could be my last breath and if it isn't my last breath it's certainly one breath closer to death. Coming back into the body, You're feeling the gravity pulling us towards the earth. earth, earth element, on earth element. wisdom is experience understood